I hope you're having a fun summer, Detroit school kids, because the new school year is just six weeks away. And don't worry, the city's got the crack house all fixed up. It's got buckets of shit and urine. I'm Grace Carroll, and I'm third generation of American Coney Island. People say Detroit's a comeback city. I say, where you been? We've been here for over 100 years. My family's been here on the same corner, serving our famous proprietary American Coney Island hot dog. So like always, we're keeping things fresh, updated, and new. We'd love to have you come downtown and visit us, but if you can't, you can always go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, order a Coney kit, get it delivered fresh right to your door. This message of uplift is brought to you by business and personal wealth advisor Luke Nowacki, who reminds you that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but never enter the kingdom of God? But while you're waiting, Nowacki wants you to remember that overreaction is not a sound financial strategy. So call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 for sound financial advice. Detroit, it's no BS News Hour, with my main man, Spoonie! Oh, God! The bullshit! Just a breaking news. Double bullshit! Double bullshit! Oh, we got one for you today. Uh, that clip, that is the outrageous update from the city-owned dope den across from an elementary school. We're going to bring that to you. And Detroit's bankruptcy, the 10-year anniversary. Did it work? The mayor of Detroit is now floating a new property tax. My question is, is he trying to steal your house? Grover Norquist, yes, president of Americans for Tax Reform, joins us with his daughter. But first, oh, there's the, oh, Giselle, what's up? Yep, yep, yeah, I'm going to vouch for Grover. He's a normal guy with a normal, right? His, his, Giselle's real cool. That's the Gen Z daughter that helped us. Helped him get online because none of us could figure it out. So there you go, girl. All right, Gen Z. You know what? Giselle, get back in the camera. With, Come on back. Yeah. Oh, look, listen, Sir. listen to the this old man. This might be controversial. Yeah. No, this might be controversial. I'm being controversial. Oh, <laughs> she goes, it might be controversial. And she has a Bobby Kennedy hat. Yes, Bobby yes. <laughs> Oh, you too, because Bobby Kennedy's coming on the program. Oops, I oops, did I let the camera? Yeah, yeah, Bobby's coming. Did. Bobby's right. coming on. So, his daughter Gen Z. I'm so happy. My daughter's Gen Z. I'm so happy to know that there's young women like that out there. Yes. But it breaks my heart because AI's gonna replace you all. <laughs> <laughs> so smart. They created the creator that will replace them. See, my daughter Grover's daughter. Karen's daughter, you're never gonna build a robot that's gonna replace beauty and depth like that. Not at all. That's it. But okay, before we get into it, um, 
What was I supposed to say here, man? Uh, message from uh, David Hall. That's it, yeah. Okay. Did you know that with Hall Financial's new Easy Start program, you can lock your mortgage rate 2% below the current market? If you were to purchase a $250,000 home with 5% down, instead of paying $1,600 per month, you only pay $1,300 per month, saving you almost $4,000 a year. See if Easy Start is a fit for you. Get started now at 866-CALL-HALL or go to callhallfirst.com. And then of course, when you get that mortgage, you have to pay insurance on your house. Now, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but if it's 1300 for your homeowner's insurance, why not pay 1100 Why not pay 1000 How do you know? You call Legacy Partners Insurance, 586-209-4106, or go to legacypartnersinsinsforinsurance.com. I'm going to be hitting them up for some renter's insurance. <laughs> Are you going to do that? I have to. Oh, you is, is that required? It, it, it's in the lease, but you. It's saw in the lease that you have to have renters insurance, no. and yet there's no power boxes. Red, we'll I went over to uh, Red. <clears throat> it Red's the neighborhood's so poor <sighs> that he's moving in, and both power boxes got chiseled off the wall, oh. and somebody patched the power in, and yet Red's got to have insurance. Okay. Yeah, that's for my own personal reason. They stole the fucking power box. What would they do to my shit? I'm, I'm telling you, man, they got everything there. And your car, you're going to need some car insurance. Yes. Okay, but, you know, tell the truth. Yeah. Right? You might have that to pay a little bit Farmington more. Farmington Hills. Yeah, you don't live in Farmington Hills. <laughs> that's the truth. Legacy Partners keeps an eye on your rates and continuously shops for all the cares to make sure you have the best and cheapest program. All right, one more time, 586-209-4106. That's my insurance company. That's Mark's insurance company. And I won't talk about anybody else's personal business. Now, let me just tuck that in there. Now, Grover Norquist, in case you don't know who he is, is a conservative foghorn in America when it comes to taxes and government. He hates him. He makes Ronald Reagan look like Karl Marx. Norquist never met a tax cut. He didn't like. So, Mayor Mike Duggan of Detroit is pushing a property tax cut. Basically, going to increase the tax on the land, reduce it on your house, and it should save you money and ignite all kinds of development. Classic trickle-down economic theory. But, is it really going to work? It's a constitutional requirement in Michigan. It's capped. So to undo it, they're going to have to go through the dummies in Lansing. So now, with no further delay, here's Norquist. Now, Grover, we did not rehearse. We did not talk to each other. I don't know. I asked you to study this. I know what I think. Basically, what you know. What do you think of this plan? Well, here's the danger. Whenever you divide people, it's easier to mug them one at a time. Uh, instead of saying your, the value of your home and your land will be taxed at X rate, then everybody knows what they're paying and why. But to say land one thing, buildings another, some people's land is more valuable, some people's building is more valuable, and it's, it's frankly, it's awfully difficult to tell what the value of the land is. Uh, I worry whenever you move away from a single rate tax, say on the income tax, Michigan has a single rate tax uh, on, for your income tax. 
if they allowed a graduated or progressive income tax, they could divide you into five, six, seven different groups and then raise your taxes one at a time, raising it over here, cutting it over there. Uh, the mayor would not want to change the rules unless he or she was getting more tax dollars out of it and that they won't tell you exactly how this is going to work out uh, before they get the legislature to change the rules makes one worry. So again, I mean, we're looking at it like this. The, the pitch is, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you're going to save $200 a year. Who doesn't want to save $200? In fact, Grover, your whole life is predicated on saving $200 and getting the government out of your house. Yeah? Yep. Okay. So that's hypothetically what's going to happen, but I've seen no numbers. And once we uncork, you know, basically in California, Michigan, we got a cap on this so we can expect, we can budget into the future what our taxes are going to be. Yeah. It's worked very well. Now, all of a sudden, we got a tax plan and the tax plan, you, you know who wrote this tax plan? It's a PhD student. It's a PhD student. Hmm. Does anybody, Grover, and in, in, in you're Mr. Mr. Tax in America, does any big city do this split rate, you know, I'm going to tax you one bit for your land and one bit for your structure? Does anybody do that? The split we see most often is we'll tax people's houses at one rate and businesses at another. Mm. Uh, and that way they can go to the ballot and say, let's have a vote to raise property taxes on grocery stores and barber shops on business. Not you, not you. So you vote yes, and we'll get all this money and we'll do wonderful things with it. But you won't pay for it unless, of course, you have a job at a grocery store or a barber shop or at a factory. Then you pay for it at lower wages. So everything that divides citizens against each other, um, landowners versus property, you know, building owners, uh, people with, with uh, a, a business and people with a home. Uh, as long as in California, they treated them the same, both businesses and uh, individual homes. And then the government came back and said, let's detach the two. And that would have been a billions, tens of billions of dollar tax increase on businesses. And of course, businesses only get one money from one place, from consumers or by paying workers less. So they say it's not a tax on you, but of course it is. Um, that was voted down by the people of California. They saw through the fact that this, let's treat, let's um, separate how we treat them um, and, and change the rules for businesses, that that would lead to tax increases from now on. So you're telling me the people of California whose tax structure works just like ours said, I'm not being fooled. Everybody wants to tax the businessman. Everybody wants to tax the rich man. I'm not being fooled when you're going to try to break it off and tax him because probably somewhere down the line, you're coming to tax me more for my house too. Massachusetts, uh, before I moved to the United States, uh, emigrated in. Um, wait, you, wait a I minute, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you come in through the border? <laughs> uh, right Were across you, the border you, between Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> did you but, claim amnesty? But as a kid, as a kid, I grew up in Massachusetts. 
uh, then moved to America when I got older. But in, in Massachusetts, they had a single rate tax for many years, and five times they put it on the ballot saying, well, let's divide people in different groups and tax them at different rates. And in very blue, liberal Massachusetts, they've kept voting it down. They said, I know year one you're going to tax the Kennedy kids, but then when you come for me, the Kennedy kids won't be any help at all, and I'll get tax hike too. Hmm. And any, anybody here, you got a question? Gonna- yeah, I was going to ask, so is that, what the, is that what people in Detroit should be thinking about when they hear this proposal from the mayor? Well, one, it needs to be all written down completely before you have. Wow! You, oh, that sounds hey, good. Wow! And, what a genius this guy and, is. <laughs> and then when they pencil it in, <laughs> um, it may be different. And people have already sort of announced that they're for it, and the press will go, "Well, we've really covered this issue mm-hmm. already. Why mm-hmm. fill in the, the blanks now?" Um, and now you could put a cap, say this would never raise any more taxes than before. Um, now, mind you, you can raise a, write a cap that doesn't really cap anything. Uh, but my, my guess is from the history of the world, from the beginning of the world until now, politicians' reforms of taxes always lead to higher taxes. Wow. I, I agree. Cause, go ahead, Red. No, I was going to ask, if this does go through, do you think it will pull any extra or more revenue for real? Or will it just be some money rediverted into... Some pockets great that question. do us no good. Let me set this up, Grover. Like, great. Because what they're yeah. telling us is the individual homeowner get a couple of hundred bucks. The owners of skyscrapers will get millions because the structure's worth more than the postage stamp of land that it's on. But somehow, if vacant land is taxed at a higher rate, that's going to ignite so much development that it's going to make up for all this lost revenue. Do you, do you believe that? Well, what vacant land with high taxes on it or has done today is to get people to leave their houses and their land and abandon it. That's made things worse, not better. Oh, wow. Look at this wow. guy. Look at this guy. Because two-thirds of the abandoned property in Detroit is actually owned by the city. They could give it away. Right. Give it away and, and give you all kinds of sweeteners like you never have to pay a nickel for tax ever. Just please build something, and yet they don't come. Well, if, if you have higher taxes in general, if you do not provide safe streets, um, people will not move there. Uh, I mean, people move all the way to Florida. That they're, they're certainly going to be willing to move out to, you know, uh, a couple of miles out of the city. And then, and then imagine this, like... It's the 10-year anniversary of the bankruptcy, Grover, and there's a lot of ballyhoo. It's a lot of political ballyhoo, and if you want to hang out and watch me dissect it, I, you know, you're going to love it. But if property values have gone up, as the mayor says, right, then yeah. if we're going to break the Constitution and have a new tax structure, it has to be reassessed. Right. If your house is worth more, then you're going to pay more in taxes. Right. So you're promising at the current level of assessment, your taxes will go down. But as we know from the very liberal former mayor of Pittsburgh, he said once we did the reassessment, taxes got so high, we had to drop this plan. And, and I want to throw this out here in case people forgot. A lot of those homes that's abandoned came from people who walked away through that overtaxation with that 650 million. So I think they've kind of already proven 
it ain't gonna work well i i don't know i, I don't know about that i mean the overtaxation that's not particularly why they left right well some did lose their home because but, of but it stands the reason grover this this is trickle down now if you lower the tax burden people will want to stay people will want to come in and live here that's that's the thought right but he's saying safe streets right good mm -hmm. services this kind of plan might work in a town like phoenix or dallas but they don't use this and you know why because it blows a huge hole in the budget and then when there's a huge hole in the budget like our schools are based on property taxes right and if property taxes fall and this development doesn't come then what are they going to have to do, Grover, to fund the schools? They're going to have to raise our taxes. And you also have a challenge where when you bring those assessments up, as the mayor is likely to do, there's an entire industry where relatives of the mayor and other uh, city councilmen <laughs> Wait a minute. will Wait, help pause, you. Pause, pause, pause. How do you know that? But you sure he don't live it's how he, other he cities operate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's how other cities work, too. And you go to, <laughs> in Chicago, there's a guy who will help you get your assessment fixed for large quantities of cash, but less than, uh, than he will reduce your taxes by getting your assessment challenged because he's a friend with the judge. Um, and there's a, the whole industry is based on that. This happens in Texas, too. Um, so because assessments are, you know, you can go either way on certain, a certain amount of money. Uh, and if you're friendly with somebody who's friendly with a judge, you can make a big adjustment, uh, and people will pay through the nose to get that. So there's an entire side industry of dealing with assessments. This whole idea, this whole study, this whole PhD student, the PhD student used to work for the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation. A lot of Did people, that work? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people there are appointees of the mayor. The mayor answers to the oligarchs. The oligarchs are the one that funded the study. The oligarchs are the ones that own the skyscrapers that aren't worth anything anymore. And Grover, you know this, downtown office space, it's, it's a red herring now, right? It's a bad investment all of a sudden. So why wouldn't you go to your puppet in the mayor's chair and say, do something about the taxes? Yeah. <laughs> Cut some and then raise a lot of others. Yeah, that, that's, I'm talking to the homeowners around the state. They're, they're pitching this to you people as um, you don't have to join this kind of tax structure. It's up to your municipality, right? Detroit is gonna uncork the constitutional guarantee that my property tax won't go up so high that I'm gonna be moving out. But if I know government, and if Karen knows government, and Grover knows government, eventually every jurisdiction has no choice when rubber meets the road to go after your house. Karen, right? When, when the city yeah, was going bankrupt, you were there. You were there. You were the one telling people get off their ass. You were the one in the mayoral suite. Wouldn't it have been great just to be able to jack people's taxes up to bail the city out of bankruptcy? 
Well, I mean, it, it would have been easy, Charlie. I mean, and, and actually, I spoke to somebody today who said that the bankruptcy wasn't necessary had other things been done and other management tools been been implemented and executed. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. But that's not what happened. And here we are. So, Grover, I'm talking to the Republican side of this and. They're like, hey, well, that's great. It's, it sounds good. Uh, it could ignite development in Detroit. There's no conservative leadership, no fiscal conservatives. I, I don't like Republicans at all, and I quit the Democrats a long time ago, so I'm just looking at us. And if, if they're not even looking into it, and they don't even have office space, the party of Lincoln in Michigan is now working out of the backseat of a Lincoln they got $90,000 in the bank, no office space, yeah. no leadership. What would you tell them? And again, I asked your people to give you the studies, and I didn't, sure. tell, them, I didn't tell them to give you my feeling about it. Looking at it, what would you tell the uh, Republican caucus? What would you tell sure. them about this? The legislative caucus in the House and the Senate and the Republican Party, um, should all be out digging deep into this and uh, demanding that the whole plan be shared with people, not just the theory of the plan. Uh, and let's see, uh, are the people who are supposed to be building new skyscrapers uh, or uh, doing more development, are they willing to put in writing that that's what their reaction would be to this plan? Uh, before you ask us to endorse it, could we see it in writing available to everybody online. Why in the world, that PhD student is gonna tell me he only did the first half of the homework and he'll do the rest of the half after we agree to agree to something that we haven't seen yet. This, this smells bad when people are not willing to say, here's the whole plan, we'll leave it out for everyone to look at for two months and we'll ask businesses, will you change the things? When, when the Republican tax cut of 2000 um, and 17 passed, you saw companies announce, we're going to, AT&T, we're going to give everybody a thousand dollar pay increase because that's how powerful this uh, tax cut's going to be, that we're going to have to raise wages. And the utility companies announced, we will be reducing utility uh, uh, costs because of that, and, and they put it in writing. Uh, get in writing, who is going to react to this plan when it's in writing by raising wages by investing more by building new houses what 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 are they planning to do why why is it a secret where this extra money is supposed to come from hmm. this is it's interesting question this it's the question and i have to yeah. put it like this grover norquist president of americans for tax reform the guy who never met a tax cut he didn't like said quote this plan smells bad now, mm -hmm. the very, very liberal former mayor of Pittsburgh says this won't work for a town like Detroit or Pittsburgh or Cleveland where there is no demand for it. This is very interesting to me. Somebody on the, on the very left, somebody on the very right, and we on this program in the middle agree, and yet it's so amorphous, it's so arcane that they're already out there pitching it. And as Grover said, where's the writing? Where are the numbers? 
Well, remember, we are the city that gave Gilbert a bunch of money, and we didn't even have a drawing. Right. And, and the big development we have, there's no development in this town that's not done with public money. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Grover, if you could, if you could, I'm going to prime you here. We're going we're gonna to workshop some, some, some drops, some cuts, okay? Imagine okay. It's, it's the newspapers tomorrow. Grover Norquist says, keep your hands off our fucking houses. Can you give me that? Can you give me a keep your hands off our fucking houses? Come on, dig deep, uh, do it for us, bro. Give us something. Don't divide <laughs> Detroiters into groups so you can mug them once at a time. This plan would divide Detroiters into different groups and mug them once at a time. And Michiganders. Michiganders. Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. You would, that's right. I, I, I thought they were only going to sucker Detroit no. in on this. <laughs> no, we've already been suckered a couple times. Okay, well, that's close. Yeah. That's not a yard sign, though. So how about this? <laughs> Keep your hands off our freaking houses. Keep your tax hiking hands off our houses. Okay, closer. You. Keep your tax hiking hands off our freaking houses. That's it. Okay, do it. <laughs> oh, oh. Keep your tax hiking hands off our freaking houses. There we go. Mm, that one's going to go around, baby. Wait a minute. What's the time code on that? 25, 44. Okay. My man. We have some approval here from behind us. <laughs> you mean the, the young Kennedy acolyte? Hey, Giselle, get in That's here. That's it. Giselle, get in here. Uh, come back. Come back, young lady. <laughs> Yeah, what a patriarch. Come back yeah, here. Yeah. Okay, what, what no, Giselle, that's, that's what att- pretty comfortable. <laughs> what attracts you to Kennedy? Oh, absolutely nothing. He was just over there on my shelf. <laughs> I, I, met with him, I met with him last week and I brought the hat back. Hey Kennedy, I want to tell you, I think you got a future in comedy. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just, she said I mean, absolutely Giselle. nothing. <laughs> that means she has a, a future in politics. Right, right. Yeah, she does. She does. Okay, uh, Grover, anything else you want to talk about? Anything eating you? Well, when you talk about empty buildings, uh, we're, we've just had a new report out that in Washington, D.C., they did a sample of federal government buildings. Um, this is not Detroit. This is the federal government buildings. Uh, and they're at about 20% occupancy. Whoa. And uh, so they heat the whole building. They air condition the whole building. They do security for the whole building. Well, they don't work in the building. But they don't work in the building. Uh, <laughs> I hey, get out of the chair and get uh, the right in there, man. I think you need to have her with you on every interview. But go yeah, ahead. She, she's your she's your co-host. <laughs> yes, she'd be a great co-host. I've got I've got the I've got the show Norquist and Norquist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an injury so, law firm. But, right. uh, so twenty percent, they could put all of the government into one-fifth as many buildings and sell the buildings for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, people are not coming into work. Now, the IRS doesn't come into work, this does not keep me up at night. Um, <laughs> but there are, there are a handful of things the government... I hope this is not the Pentagon down to one-fifth, too. I'm not quite sure how they count that one. Wow, but that's amazing. So, yeah. I mean, really, in the end, this isn't the time for downtown 
development on steroids with public money and sketchy tax reform. I, I know what I smell here. Well, I, let's call it for what it is. This is a political move because, hey, um, homeowners, you're going to save money and then whatever I'm running for next time, remember that. So remember who put some money back in your pocket. And don't, yeah, because, and don't. Because as Grover said, there's no open hearings. There's nothing in writing. So nobody's going to, people just don't mm. dig deep. It's how their wallet gets hurt today or moving forward. So it's, it is a political move. Well, I, 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 that's the same thing. That's the same thing that happened with the insurance. Remember, you know, yeah. it was like, oh, we're, we're going to say you could save up to 30% on your auto insurance, but nobody talked about what was being lost in exchange for that potential 30% savings. And that's how they pushed the whole narrative. So, you know, everybody around here is so desperate to save money that they hear, sure. you know, an inkling of savings and they, they bite the bait without questioning what's actually on the hook. You got to give Duggan his credit. He's one hell of a used car salesman. He is. Well, then again, he's making a big he's making a big play for governor, and nobody wants to cross him. No chamber of commerce, no anything. We're going to do it. But I, I, they put out a chart of like here's the winner, here's the loser, here's here's it's going to be revenue neutral, right? Uh, it's all going to work out. It's going to spark development, but we're going to draw as many tax dollars as we did under the old scheme. And then when I ran the numbers, no. We're tens of millions of dollars in the red. Where are the fucking numbers? Just the numbers. And I find it outrageous, Grover, that this guy announces it June 2nd and June 3rd, the local newspapers uh, talking about how great this thing is and like there's no study. Did he freeze? I think he's frozen at the most inopportune spot too. That's, oh, that's okay. He's frozen. Yeah. He was great. He yeah. was great. Yeah. Giselle was great. And... What did he say? Keep your tax hiking hands off my freaking house. house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boom. Pretty simple. Okay. And, and that's why I think it's interesting, this whole idea of, you know, the money's going to be made up through the rest of the state. So be careful what you wish for, because if that happens and you're running for governor, people aren't going to forget that. If if Detroit is not paying $50 million, $40 million, $100 million, right, in property taxes, that means it's less money for schools. Right. There's a state minimum, mm -hmm. about 9500 bucks that each child gets, right? And if, and if the local taxing jurisdiction can't make that, the state makes up the rest. Who is the state? That will be you. Yeah. And how do they make it up on you? Guess what? Hmm. Property tax. Probably it's it's too fucked up to do. No, keep your hands off our fucking houses. Period. Period. But Charlie, don't forget too when you talked about uh, the day after this was announced that media outlets were talking about it. But they also said, yeah, we don't know how this is going to work. But the mayor is such a great cheerleader. We ought to give it a chance. That's not a, any degree of investigative reporting or responsible journalism in any capacity. But that's what we were told. Grover, your thoughts on that? He's back could stay with this guy only. yeah no no they've got the other team needs to write it down before they ask us or tell us what to think about it uh and i we really need it up online so people uh with or without uh part-time phds can look at it. <laughs> he's pretty Jay. funny he's funny he's, and here's the thing i mean this is so big like yeah. the headley amendment right the prop a a uh, proposition 13 in california these things took years to negotiate yeah we want all of this done 
We want all of this done. Well, the mayor wants all of this done by November. Quicker than Gilbert oh, finished the skyscraper. Get the fuck on now. Now, Grover, uh, can you hang with us? Can you can you stay for the rest? Sure. Okay. Because we yeah. want to. This is the ten year anniversary of Detroit's bankruptcy, and we want to get into that. And we'd like to have you uh, with us. But uh, so thanks for hanging. This Detroit bankruptcy, no huh? Say so keep Giselle close. Yeah, yeah keep Giselle close. <laughs> and I still want to know. Okay, she doesn't really support Kennedy, but what's it doing on the shelf? You just got it. Maybe it's. I met, I met with Kennedy last week. And are you are you supporting Kennedy? Uh, I got a hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he was look, he was talking about civil liberties. He was very impressive in that zone. It was. He mm -hmm. is. I am glad he's running. It's a very interesting gentleman. How, how is he on uh, taxes and tax reform? Does he understand well, tax code? Well, he told he. I asked him. I said, "Would he be willing to sign the taxpayer protection pledge to oppose any net tax increase?" And uh, he said, "Yes, absolutely. He might want to move them around, but he didn't think there was any reason to raise them, which is pretty good." And uh, uh, I intend to highlight his uh, his commitment on that. I think that's. Uh, it's not something Biden was willing to do. Remember, he promised he'd only tax the rich, and then he turned around and started to go for the rest of us in terms of energy costs. Grover, that pledge. Grover, is, can I ask you a question? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that pledge, um, and you've been doing it forever, is really genius. And I'm wondering how many politicians has that really bit in the ass? Because sometimes they just have to sign a bill that make taxes go up. Well, they never have to, although they like to they phrase have. it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush decided to yeah. break his pledge, uh, and he lost the next election. Uh, and then that's when 95% uh, of all Republicans signed the pledge because they said, let me get this right. Bush took the pledge and won the Republican primary against Dole, who wouldn't. Then Bush was 14 points behind Dukakis. May, took you know said I'm never going to raise taxes. Read my lips, and he beat Dukakis, uh, and then he turned around and raised taxes, and he lost the next election to a nobody from someplace called Kansas, Ark, Ark, Arkansas, and that um, told you people want to be told that, that you won't raise taxes, but they expect you to keep your word, uh, see, and they will toss you I'm not there, man, because I paid more taxes to the state of Michigan than General Motors, and we handed them billions. Mm -hmm. I want General Motors paying the taxes they used to pay. Right. Right? Now, China's my enemy, but who created China? All the swells in Washington. Yep. Now all this, come on. I don't know about that. Let, let me just do this. Let me let me let me get to some some business. But it's, it's no net tax increase. The pledge is no net tax increase. So you can move taxes around into the incidence of taxes. Just don't raise the total burden on the whole country. Uh, just for inflation, I'm assuming. No. Well, yes. Don't change the law. Don't change the law to. The income tax is adjusted for inflation. We're, we're gonna get. We're gonna get. Listen now. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna school you, but let me get to some business here. You, <laughs> I'm gonna tell Grover Norquist how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen, man. If you're staggering in the darkness of the digital dome, your profits are jaundiced. Your growth's anemic. There's light. XG Service Group, specializing in voice over internet. Uh, by the way, maybe Giselle can work for them because Grover <laughs> couldn't even figure out how to get in on the Zoom call. Sorry, we're late. Uh, security cameras. Uh, 
uh, off-campus access control, Wi-Fis and cameras for your home, business design and installation, drive-through systems, railroad cameras, total wireless camera systems for your home and business. Call Matt Yaskovitz at 734-245-4100. Mention NBN and receive 15% off. And ADR, experience, overseeing more than a quarter billion dollars in private and public construction projects. When the government, Grover, is in your face and it's red tape and they're trying to bleed your bottom line, you call ADR. They reduce your costs, increase your bottom line, save clients millions. Honest, ethical, smart. Call Barry Ellentuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Get the job done right, on time, on budget. ADR 248-318-9424. Don't, don't, don't. Let me get through these, motherfuckers. What? What? I just want to know you think you help me get these electric boxes back on the house. <laughs> I told you not to move in there, man. Oh, man. oh, and by the way, if the property taxes go sideways, they promise the cut, but they actually go up, it goes on renters, too, because the landlord going to dump it on you. Yes, Grover, or no? Uh, yes, renters get to tax, pay those taxes eventually, yes. Yes, yeah, so Son like all you out there voting, I don't got a house, fuck it, tax him. No, 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 it's going to come back on you too. Now, having said that, Red, I got good news for you. Oh. And my nephew, Jake. Cool. The bricklayers and allied craft workers of Local 2 Michigan are looking for hardworking men and women all throughout the state of Michigan. Whether you have experience in any of the trowel trades or not, there's an option for you if you have no prior experience, dig this. There are free training opportunities with job placement starting at 26 an hour, plus benefits, and earn while you learn as registered apprentices. Experienced tradesmen and women in building new or restoring old masonry, installing tile, marble, or terra, terrazzo, terrazzo, excuse me, caulking or finishing concrete. I'm doing this at the Coney. I know. (laughs) I'm making no 26.16 an hour. Um, By the time you 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 get in, it's 26 to 37 plus bennies like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, two pensions and an annuity, year-round free training. This is too good to be true. No, it isn't. You got to haul bricks. It's tough work. It's yeah. tough work. It's rewarding work. But it's real, and it's it's and, here forever. And no AI. Okay, yep. and certifications with the possibility of more referral and signing bonus. Signing bonus of two grand. Wow. Wow. Oh. Mm. Visit bricklayers.org to learn more about what Local Two has to offer, or take the next step in building your future today. Work. Work hard, get paid for it. That sounds like Michigan to me. I don't, I don't see why you think that's for me. You know I'm not going to work hard. I know. Basically, <laughs> that's like if, if I can carry around your blunt. Hey, <laughs> hey well, you know Michigan's not. Then listen, you know they're not testing anymore for marijuana. So, Red, you're in the clear. Yeah, yeah. If it's heavier than a hot dog on the plate, I can't fuck with it. <laughs> and that's the American spirit. Now, <laughs> now, this week, it's been 10 years since the historic bankruptcy of Detroit, right? Now, I'm le- reading a lot of shit. Did it work? Did it work? I'm reading a lot of stuff. They're talking that it worked. But the people that write about it are being pitched by City Hall, in my belief. They don't live in the city, right? No. And they don't, they're talking about services that they don't understand. So, we had $18 billion in debt 
By the time we got out of bankruptcy, we still had 11 billion in debt. Seven was shaved. And most of that was healthcare and pensions for people that were promised it, right? I, it's too expensive now, I believe, in America to be given pensions, right? But let's look into it. And Grover, you can just, you can just jump in anytime you want. Karen, you and I were talking this morning, so let's pretend like we were talking this morning, right? Let's talk about okay. services, what bankruptcy was about. Public safety. Let's start with police. Number one, we got less of them. We got less police. Okay. Yep. And it's obvious. There were 300... Oh, let me start by saying this. These numbers I'm going to give, budget numbers, right? They're based on the fiscal year 2012-2013. Right? Okay. This is now 2023. Right. Okay. That's when Karen was in Detroit trying to, you know, soft land this airplane on fire called Detroit. Karen, that year there were draconian budget cuts, were there not? Like 20, 25% across yeah. the board or something like that? Yeah, there were. In, in addition to people taking, uh, appointees taking uh, salary cuts, employees uh, were cuts. Uh, that's what exactly what they were referred to as draconian cuts. Okay, so she, she went out because of the storms. Yeah. By the yeah. way, it rained a little bit in Detroit, Grover, and 150,000 people are without power. Unbelievable. Are they both out? No, he's there, Grover. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. five I think I'm there. back. Okay, there good. Grover, you there? Check in, man. Yes. Okay. All set here. All right. So in, in 2013, and believe me, I know because I was up their ass with the police, there was no faking... Uh, justifiable homicides as opposed to criminal homicides, right? In two, 2013, there were 332 murders in Detroit. In 2022, including the justifiables, there were 346. Went up. So it was 4% more. And the bankruptcy was supposed to deliver money for public service. More officers. Okay, now, the budget was $340 million back in 2013. In 2000, uh, now this year's budget, 2023-24, the police are at 390 million. So that's an increase of 50 million, right? Yeah. But put inflation just, into place. Right. There's yep. no increase. Do you want to know how much $340 million in uh, 2013 money is worth today? Yeah. $425 million. So wow. We cut the police by 15%. The response times. Oh, the response times are great. Oh, yeah. huh. Well, I, I Freedom of Information acted all the 911 calls for 2018. And I wrote this in 2019, just before the pandemic. One million calls. Okay? The average response time was 14 minutes. But I noticed about 70,000 of the 911 calls were actually traffic stops. So they weren't 911 calls at all. So you want to know what the response time for the traffic stop was? <laughs> I can guess. The average? Go ahead, guess. Zero. Zero. Because you're already there. So, Grover, I'm, you know, I'm not a certified public accountant, but you add in <laughs> 70,000 zeros, right, to a million calls, and all of a sudden you're at 14. But when you look at code one calls, like shots fired right, right. now, somebody dying right now, it was 24 minutes. And then when you got to priority two calls, like shots yeah, fired yeah. a minute ago, and right, right. And somebody's beating their wife, or whatever, it was forty six minutes. Oh so it's it's 
like we're talking about this tax. We're playing with numbers. We don't, we're not more safe. We're less safe. Yes. That's obvious. There is no crime data online. Where you live, Grover? Uh, Washington, D.C. So if you go Washington, D.C. crime statistics, there'll actually be crime stats from the D.C. police department, right? Yeah, it's it's they put it out fairly regularly. It's not very good these days, but yeah. Huh. New York, Philly, <laughs> Chicago, L.A., but not Detroit. Well, that was part of the 15% cut, the person that puts the stats up. So I now, that's part know. of controlling the narrative, but of if you course, don't put the information but... out, then no. That's, that's what that's about. So here's what we do know. There was a survey of Detroiters in 2020. 25% of them said, yes, last year I was a victim of break-in, car stealing, carjacking, robbery, right? Homicide. <laughs> Wait, one in four? One in four for a year, not for your lifetime. Holy shit. Right? You would expect, like, as an American citizen, one in four chance in my lifetime right. to be the victim of a serious crime. In a year? Wow. Karen, fire? Let's go to fire. <laughs> We're 200 firefighters down, budgeted positions, and 100 EMS technicians, right? Right. Ambulance. It's so bad. Remember, Detroit's awesome. Look, look, at, look at all the services. Mm -hmm. It's so bad that we've had to rent 18 ambulances from Macomb County to cover this because a couple weekends ago, a couple hours went by, no units available. None. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And part of the driving force for bankruptcy, I did all those stories. We don't have any ambulances. They yeah. say the response time's down for the ambulance, right? You want to know why it's down? Because we now have fire trucks show up for an ambulance call. That ain't a That's fucking a ambulance. No. It's a lie. It's but you, a remember all those, you remember those stories you did, Charlie, in terms of the, the, the fire department, their lack of equipment, uh, not just lack of response time, but just, you know, what they were working with and what they did not have to work with in responding to calls. Yep. And here we are again, because here's the number. Magic Duggan, magic bankruptcy guy. The budget for the fire department, when adjusted for inflation from that year that Karen had to cut $250 million out of a $1 billion budget, that's draconian. Today, sweet, sweet Detroit, the budget for the fire department is down 30% when you adjust for inflation. Now you know why we don't got no ambulances. All right, buses, another, another big, big, big city. Yeah. Service. Service is down 33% since COVID. The bus runs. Just, they're not on time. They're late. People are complaining. The reporters, mm -hmm. shame on you. You're yeah. not even asking them. You're pretending. Okay. So, so they were made to work in COVID. So three of the most important things for a good economy, right? The three most important services a city could give. Yeah. You have to have people be mobile, move around, and safely. Yes. Yeah. Because how they going to make their money? A lot of people do not drive. They depend on local Well, but, but also, too, when you're, talking about, when you're talking about attracting younger people to a city, which is what you yeah. know, we keep talking about, attraction and retention of a, of a younger demographic, they don't want to drive. They want mass transit. Yeah. They want at least yeah. a reliable bus system. And neither of those things exist here. No, nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> now, 
Because in L.A., I'm driving, man. I'm, I'm hip. I'm young. I'm in L.A. I ain't taking the fucking bus. I'll, I'll take it when my car breaks down. But even L.A. Yeah. bus system runs. It's really good. Really good. Really good. And that shit is a, everywhere is a 20, 30-minute drive at minimum. Yep. So Just to the corner store to traffic. So right. <laughs> okay, but in Detroit, since bankruptcy, we've cut the budget by 10%. Cut it by 10%. It doesn't work. And here's for you, suburban homeowner, Grover, you can get in on this one. They, we voted to tax ourselves to create the suburban smart system, right? The bus right. system. I taxed my home. I, I do take the bus, right? But I taxed my home, man. You got to get people moving around. Right. Homeowners, not everybody, just homeowners. But the biggest hub for the smart system the biggest users is Detroit, and Detroit has opted out of paying for it. So you see the push to cover this mayor's tracks yeah. with yeah. you misspending all the money. You didn't fix a goddamn thing. What do you think about that, Grover? Uh, not a particularly useful project. Uh, they're flailing. Uh, they need to focus on the things the government should do. You listed some of them, uh, and they like to have fun with other stuff. Thank you for that, sister sir. cities with sister cities with European countries, stuff like that. Yeah, gloss, going on glossy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's, go let's on go. tours of Europe, like pretending you're selling them stuff from Detroit. Let's go to demolition. Hmm. A quarter billion dollars in federal money came in here. A quarter billion dollars of city money, and then another quarter billion dollars called Proposition N. In the meantime, so far, we've had $12.5 million in legal fees and fines. There's another $4 million out there for cleanup for the poison holes. We haven't tested all the holes. We've had two grand juries. That, that's no success to me. Every development deal down here is getting public money. Balanced budget, okay. Detroit's had balanced budgets, but it really hasn't because part of the bankruptcy deal, Karen, as you know, was Detroit for 10 years didn't have to pay its pension obligations. Right. That's $130 million a year. Who paid those? It was us, what? It was the state. Yeah. That will be all of us, every taxpayer. So Detroit got some breathing room. To me, one point, 130 million times 10 is $1.3 billion. But we only got four hundred million in the pension fund. That bitch is gonna run out. If it wasn't for the Biden bucks, we would be broke. Right. And Detroit is on track to go broke, to go into the red in twenty twenty seven. Three years. Oh. Revenue, when adjusted for inflation, tax collections, is down ten percent since two thousand fifteen. <laughs> okay? And Duggan now wanting to run for governor is talking about giving a 13th pension check. <laughs> Bonus. Wow. So whoever wants to be mayor in, in two years, good luck to you because this baby's about ready to implode. But nobody will write this. Wait, so mayor in two years, and if he runs and then... That, Goes to be the governor. Yeah. In three years, we go into the red. Here comes yeah. the service so someone, cuts. someone else's problem. You know yeah. the services we don't have? Exactly. Right. Cuts and them off of And that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. And that's... What people who are thinking about running are that they're overlooking that all of this is going to implode right and under their in their administration. Not now, but it's it will. Man, he's good. Okay, but wait, <laughs> wait. There's good news. Detroit's bond rating just went up. Oh, 
Detroit's bond rating went up. All right. Awesome. Right? This is good stewardship. In 10 years, the bond rating went up. We can borrow at, a, at less, right? The higher your, it's a credit score for right. the city. Right. Okay. <laughs> Except after 10 years, it's still junk bond. It's still like below investment grade. Penny saver. I mean, <laughs> dollar store. I mean, please. Okay, now, services. Services. We're at the bottom of every list. Here, here. Here's one. Wallet Hub. They have economists and stuff, right? You can check CDC. Let me give you a few. The quality of services, according to Wallet Hub, out of, one, <laughs> out of 149 cities, right? Where does Detroit rank in 2023 for quality of services? Grover, what do you think? Yeah, Gro out of 149 cities. 120. Oh, no, man. Come on. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, come on. Like, we came out of bankruptcy. It's awesome. The mayor's awesome. I mean, with the negative outlook here. I know it's a triple B minus. Come on. You're so negative, Grover. It's, it's not 120. Out of 149, Detroit services are rated at... Go ahead. Another guess. Go ahead. You want me to guess again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Price is right. Four. <laughs> Oh, come on. I mean, now, now you, mean, you mean Detroit's fourth best. Out of a 149. You didn't right? like 120. I didn't like 120. It was way off. Come on. 140. No. Come on, man. 149, bro. 149. Dead last. Dead last. Okay. Families in poverty. Out of 149, where do you think we are? 150. No, man, 149, bro. Uh, look, at better than I thought. Okay. Better than I thought. That's why this man is a genius. Yes. Okay, how about, Grover, how about household income? Where does Detroit rank out of 149 cities in terms of household income? 148. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Gary Indiana. You sure you didn't yes. feed him these answers? No, no. Nope. He's a smart guy. Okay. Um, unemployment. We're really promoting that in Detroit. Wow, we're so awesome. Unemployment's at an all-time low. Where do you think Detroit ranks out of 149 cities? 130. Nope. 148. Thank you, Flint. Oh, jeez. Okay, what about, what about violent crime? Number three. No, in terms of the safest city. Oh, oh, safest, safest. Yeah. Oh, 149. Yes! <laughs> hey, you're good at this. Okay. Infant mortality since bankruptcy. Did it go up? Did it go down? Or is it the same in Detroit? What up? It did. Even after the mayor handed his girlfriend a bunch of money, she was all into infant mortality. The mayor kept saying, it's really coming down. It didn't. It went up. And then he divorced his wife and married her. Anyway, okay. Now, Karen, uh, the newspaper was talking about graduation rates. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. They so, were. What, what that is one of, the, one of the things that had changed uh, during or in the 10 years post-bankruptcy. I don't know if bankruptcy has to do with graduation rates, but did they go up, did they go down, or are they the same? Well, Charlie, looking at the numbers that we checked, it went down. Went down by one-tenth of one percent, 
right? Oh, High school graduation rate. Right. Now, now Grover, hearing that, it's, it held steady. In terms of fourth grade reading proficiency, of all the big cities in America, where does Detroit rank in terms of fourth grade reading proficiency? Fourth grade? Yeah. 149. Yes! <laughs> so when you look at it this way, what, did we, what happened to the money? Why are we getting these rosy stories when when you really look at how people are living and the services they're getting, it doesn't doesn't ma match up? Not at all. Karen decided. Isn't this the same uh, group that said we had the best public space, that we had the best riverfront? Um, so I don't want people that are saying, oh, well, that information is wrong. They're not telling the truth when the same entity gave us the other accolades and said, oh, okay, this is accurate and this is correct. So what happened to it, Charlie? That's a good question, but it's not obviously being reinvested into the residents or into the service, yep. the services that impact the residents or that so, the residents need and deserve. So the it's question not. is, how do we get all these rosy stories? How, how is it, how is it he's getting it, the good press? It's called controlling the narrative. Um, this mayor has the largest communication staff of any mayor that I can ever recall. Uh, many of his staff members are former media people. So they How not many only, has he got? How many media people does he have? I counted at least a dozen. And there could be some that, no, you know, no, some no, are more. No, his, his, his department of propaganda. His communications oh, group. At, at, least, at least 30. Because there's... At least, at least 30. Grover. That's what I've been doing now. We, we have a city with a population of 620,000, and the mayor's propaganda department has at least 30 employees. What do you think of that? Uh, well, if you tell the press if they want access to the mayor or to get their answered questions answered, they have to write nice stories. They do. Mm. Now, Karen and yep. I were, were looking at the list, and we count at least a dozen, minimum, a dozen former reporters, name people, like, like pretty high up people, columnists, TV personalities, a dozen. So what does that do, mm -hmm. right? You hire yeah. the media, then the media goes to their old bosses, and we get this nonsense, right. and then this dude. I don't care. You, you all do what you want to do. This is the no bullshit news hour. You can elect the cat governor, but these are the true numbers, right? This is how it's working, and it's red. You live in the city city we were talking about. Yeah. Do you see? I saw garbage all up and down your street. Yeah. Um, I saw streets flooding. Yeah, the whole time. It, it, from east to west, it's really the same story. You might see a little difference here or there, but the reality is none of this shit has gotten better in 10 years of bankruptcy. I don't think so either. Karen, you were, you were trying to get salaries and names. Could you get those? No, I, I, I couldn't. I've been trying to figure out, like, because, you know, once upon a time, that was a normal thing, and... There was supposed to be public posting of this. You know, this is a very tech oriented administration. So everything's online. Everything is, you know, available in an app. And there has not been an updated list since 2019. And so, you know, asking for it, nobody has it. Nobody wants to give it to you. 
and it's supposed to be public information. That's a, that's exactly what I was about to ask. So I guess the way we get around that is just don't make it available to the public. Don't make it available to the public. Pretty much. That's it. And and they would the media would never let a an, an earlier administration get away with this. Never. No. Would not happen. That's a hundred percent true. Now. Stay with us, Grover, because I went around with a camera. My man Byron and I went around with a camera to show you who gets what and what this place is really about. But first, Mark, this video segment brought to you by... Next Evo, Next Evo Naturals, N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. <coughs> Bless you there, Karen, for that sneeze. Uh, Next Evo Naturals... Oh, you didn't see? I thought someone did. That was that. Uh, that, that was Giselle. <laughs> it's CBDs. Everybody uh, can try CBDs, but we recommend Next Evo Naturals. They have one uh, that will help you fight stress. It's got ashwagandha in it. It soothes your stress away. You can enjoy the summer or the sleep complex that has melatonin in it to knock you out. So once again, use our promo code. It's nextevo.com slash N-O-B-S, no BS. You get 25% off plus a free bottle. Premium pure CBD. It's $50 value. What do you got to lose? Give it a shot. Nextevo.com slash LBS. Hey, see, I finally did my other order. Boom. Thank you. There did you, you use the promo code? Yeah. Yes, I did. Well done. <laughs> so Next Evo, get off our ass. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, uh, this is what it looks like. This is just a journey across the city this week. Uh, Grover, thank Grover Norquist with us. Uh, American for tax reform. Really enjoyed him. Which, super, super cool. Dude. Yeah. Well, where's your kid, man? Do you smoke uh, weed? She's taking a shower right now. Do you smoke weed, Grover? Uh, no. Have you ever smoked do weed? You do apples? <laughs> nope, not had the opportunity. <laughs> well, come on to Detroit, bro. We'll hook you up. Man. There'll be plenty of opportunities with red. All right. Anyway, <laughs> here... Here is Detroit This Week. Let's roll it. I've done what the city's asking me to do, and I've been compliant. The big story from Detroit this week was a hardscrabble family got fined $11,000 by the city for having a bunch of crap in their yard. Then the city came and took the crap out of their yard and sent them the bill. They took everything except the garbage. Well, the city came in here and said, what, it's, it's a health risk, so they're going to... they've." They came right away. They said it was a, a harborage of garbage, which it wasn't. This is, this is garbage. <laughs> well, if the city came in here at the taxpayer's expense and cleaned it all out, why'd they leave that? Because they just wanted our stuff. So there's a, you got, the landlord got fined $11,000. And then the city came in here and hauled everything away. Except that. Right. Hey, Mary, you forgot this. So it's a husband and a wife and three brothers and two sisters and then a cat. And the city came and find them and took the stuff but forgot the garbage. But it begs the question, what about the other stuff the city's responsible for? The politicians, the rich people. What about that stuff? Come along, I'll show you. Remember the mayor's demolition contractors threw poison dirt in the holes and they were supposed to take it out? They haven't, and the neighbors don't know anything about it. And just when I'm talking to them, one of the contractor's lawyers called me. Good, man, just real quick. So what's happening with these holes? Still trying to work out solutions. Yeah. But there's probably thousands of these, yeah? I mean, if anybody was really gonna look. 
Well, we all do. So this was supposed to be cleaned up last year. This is supposed to be poisoned. And they said they got to block it off so the residents don't get sick. Now, the city put out uh, something, said children keep away. Were you told about that? No, and it's ridiculous that at this moment there's no hazard signs out here or anything like that. Just because this is a Detroit community, it gives you the right to dump something bad out here. Like, what about the people and stuff? And what about the children? I don't think you guys are doing this in the suburban community. Why is that? Because it's just lots out here. Because we won't put up with that shit in exactly. the suburban community. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard stories of where they do have clean dirt, which Chrysler dug out when they redid the Chrysler plant, which is over on Shoemaker in St. Jean. They didn't want to use that dirt because they did. it was free. I was there. Uh, let me take you back to a little story I did. I'm just get, taking this to get a test. Can't take that. I got out of the car and I started shoveling some into a cup mm -hmm. and then the security came and told me to put the dirt down. <laughs> I feel like they're not going to do anything about it because the people on Benatar are still fighting about the paint shop with the fumes. When the mayor came out and said it was going to be a, a wall put up and everything, but they've been talking about that for years. The Chrysler factory. The Chrysler factory. The people that are right behind the paint shop, they're still talking about. So they're not doing anything about that. They're not going to do anything about this. So do you feel it's a 10-year anniversary of the bankruptcy? Do you, do you feel it's the rich man eats cake and the poor man eats shit? Of course. You remember this one. This was the house of slum speculator Garland Gilcrest. He's the lieutenant governor. They never find him for blight. Somehow, the lieutenant governor was able to sell it to some hipster from Miami. He never fixed it either. Look at that. Nobody find him, but they know people. So here's the thing in Detroit. If you're a regular guy and you got a crappy house, you're getting violated and you're paying. Here's one across from the school. Here's another one right across from the school. Clean it up, homeowner. Look at that. She had to walk in the street because the sidewalk's all blocked. It's across from the school. Could be wild animals in there. Here's another one across from the school, but this one doesn't have a notice because it belongs to the city. I asked them to tear it down. I asked them if I could buy it and tear it down. They won't get back to me. They said they bolted it with super industrial bolts and that they're keeping on our surveillance. Hello? There's no windows. Wiring's gone. There's mold. It's got buckets of shit and urine. It's got plenty of used needles. And it's got a beautiful view of the elementary school. This is ridiculous. All you down at City Hall said, we secured it. You're bullshit. This is what kids get. This is what regular people get. So what have we learned today? If you're a rich guy, a politician, a hooked up contributor, a hooked up contractor, don't worry about it. 
leave your shit for the people. But if you're the people, government's coming for you. You're fucked. And that's Detroit post-bankruptcy. Mayor, tear down the fucking house. Wow. Good piece. Has <laughs> anything happened with the house? I got a call last night from Kenny, Oxygen Tank Kenny, lives across the, the street. They came and they cut all them trees down, bro. So and that's a start. It's a start. It's, yeah. It's it's Kenny. He was giddy. We did it. We did it. It looks like a neighborhood. I go, no, dude. It's still there, but I'm glad you can see some improvement. Anybody coming by? Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, it's not enough. Like Karen said, it's a start. You get, but yeah, but you know Tear what? The whole house this down. is a couple years in the making here. You know, I'm I got administrators over at that school saying the same thing. Like, right, Grover? Don't be fooled. We deserve way better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not what we get from the government these days. And uh, you think they'd be a little more apologetic. Yeah. You know, I just expect. And responsive. <laughs> and I'm happy to pay taxes. We, you, I want to get this from, from Grover Norquist. Taxes are necessary for the common good. Yeah. Roads, sewage you know, police, fire, but they never seem to go to that. Correct. They, they do those last so that when you're unhappy that the police aren't there, that the fire isn't there, that the schools are bad, uh, then they say we're going to raise taxes. It, we're going to do those things if we raise taxes. But they do all the stuff they want to do first, and then they leave undone the things they know that you most want. Then they trick you into raising taxes for that, and they still don't do it. That's why, remember they always promise roads? You just give them more taxes, they give you roads, mm -hmm. and then every year they come back and say, you notice there aren't any roads? You really need to raise taxes. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. So I it's mean, a no constant carrot. Nobody, yeah. nobody knows that better than a Detroiter. Yeah. Nobody knows that mm -hmm. better than a Michigan, and we're all out there sitting in the darkness again because it rained a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Keep, yep. keep raising the rates, and the lights keep going out. But you know what? There's, there's some positivity here because the Barbie movie is out tonight. <laughs> and never one to let an opportunity get lost. Governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer did a little TikTok video of Barbie as the governor of Michigan. <laughs> and so this is what the governor put out with a little bit of editing by us at the end of it. Huh? Uh, before we roll it, I want to say thanks to Grover Norquist for hanging out. Actually, kind of a cool dude. Yes. Right? I didn't like his and billboards. Sell. I didn't like his billboards down there in Chattanooga, which was Detroit brought to you by the UAW and it was the Packard plant. I know. We don't have to agree on it. He's laughing. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. What's wrong with a guy making a, sharing in the profit? But we agree on stuff. And you know what they're going to do to me? What the Grover Norquist acolyte, you know what he said? No, shut up, man. No, I, I said it to Grover. But remember, Grover on the right and Tom Murphy, the mayor of Pittsburgh, on the left agree this is just bad math. Yeah, yeah. And we can all agree on that. And that you in America, when we all do this, and we fucking love you. You know, we're trying to look out. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I just... Don't want you to worry like I worry. 
Yeah. Now, without any further ado, good night. And here is that Grover. Good night, brother. Karen, good night. And Giselle. Yeah. And Giselle. She's in the shower. Don't be weird. She's in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna go see the Barbie movie. (laughs) Yeah, Grover's gonna be going to the Barbie movie. (laughs) And speaking of which, um, here's the governor's TikTok plus our little edit. Hi Barbie. 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 Hi Barbie.